This podcast is an examination of the historical research of William Branham and his message cult following. William Branham was a minister in the gambling town of Jeffersonville, Indiana, just across the river from Louisville, Kentucky, as early as 1933. He came in contact with the Reverend Roy E. Davis, an official spokesperson for the 1915 Ku Klux Klan, and later Imperial Grand Dragon of the Ku Klux Klan. Davis introduced Branham to the Pentecostal faith and the art of faith healing, which would later be introduced into Branham's stage persona as he took his place among the evangelists in the post-World War II healing revival. Branham is credited by some as being a catalyst for the Latter Rain Movement and Jim Jones of People's Temple. This podcast is not sympathetic to the views of the Ku Klux Klan that William Branham held, but it is disturbing and warrants research. This podcast is an examination of that research. You can find more about this research and other topics on the website william-branham.org. Join us as we turn back the pages of time and examine the controversial issues of William Branham and his message. Between versions of The Table, the software package sold by Voice of God Recordings containing transcripts to the audio sermons of William Marion Branham, which some refer to as the Book of Elijah, we find many subtle and some not-so-subtle differences. From time to time, I compare the latest version of the software, which is now 2014, with the transcripts from before Voice of God recordings took ownership of the collection. It is interesting to watch the text as it takes new life, growing into new revelation. As we pointed out last year, removal of a single word in a sentence can change not only the point being made by the speaker, but sometimes the entire context of the entire section. By removing the word homosexual, one might think that William Branham was speaking and referring to sins, other sins of sexual nature. Even worse, we find sections of recorded sermon being inserted with the claim that these sections were lost and now they're found. How do we know that they were inserted into the proper position? And how do we know that they're complete? By adding words into the middle of a sermon, the entire course of the sermon can be refocused. But last night, I came across something very disturbing. Sections of text were being inserted into the table without the recorded audio. New revelations claiming to be past visions are inserted into the book of Branham. It is appalling. This is something that we do not even find in the Book of Mormon. And we don't have the sons of Joseph Smith altering that book. The addition is enough to raise an eyebrow of even the most devout Branham follower. Branham spoke so harshly against men building large buildings 
taking the money that was used to further the gospel and spending it on themselves. As he blasted people like Oral Roberts, he cried out that there were people spreading the gospel without even shoes on their feet. And many of the followers know Branham's voice. Those who have spent a lifetime, like myself, immersing themselves into a ministry filled with Kentucky English, broken sentences, and overall poor grammar. There are evangelistic organizations that have written reference guides to explain the Kentucky grammar to other languages and culture. What will these cultures say? Having been trained to use their Kentucky translator and suddenly see the text of a vision that does not translate. Did William Branham suddenly have a spurt of education? But this vision is not one for the church. It is a vision that is not designed to further the body of Christ. And no special instructions by God are given for the comfort of His children. And no doomsday prophecies that align with this God of wrath that He promoted. This vision is solely with the single purpose of furthering the Branham legacy. Describing the very thing that Branham condemned the religious leaders of his day for doing. Building a new building. In the vision of the Forest Cathedral, Billy Paul Branham, speaking as William, says this. <clears throat> the vision would have two climaxes. I was laying a background for my first climax when all of a sudden I noticed that it was getting late, near the noon hour, and my congregation began to get physically hungry, and they started getting up and walking out with the intention of returning, but they must have physical food according to their thinking, and some were just getting tired of listening. I noticed to my right some young married couple were leaving, and I screamed out to them, Don't go! For all of these wonderful things I have showed you, you don't know where they have come from or where you can find them. That was to be my first climax. I grabbed my Bible and screamed, Making the climax. They are found in the Bible. For I am commissioned to preach only the Bible. But the congregation walked on. I looked towards the forest church, and no one was there. I turned, and I said that that was my first climax. But in my heart, I knew that they would be back for the evening service. And all that I would have to do would be to lay a little background of my morning service. Then I could reach that great climax for the evening service. And my heart was so thrilled as I turned from my forest cathedral to wait for the evening service to begin. That's Billy Paul Branham 
Speaking as William Marion Branham, Sermon Index 62-1030X. John chapter 12, immediately after Lazarus was raised from the dead, describes a time when Christ is to be glorified. It was a time when the body became the temple, and the Lord dwelt in houses not made with earthly hands. It was a time when Jesus Christ became the new high priest, establishing the eternal covenant of grace and ascending to the right hand of the Father. In this passage, Christ gives a statement that many are familiar with. It says, And Jesus answered them, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say unto you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the earth and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life loses it. And whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, Christ, he must follow me, Jesus Christ. And where I am, there will my servant be also. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. That's John chapter 12, verses 23 through 26. Let's imagine, just for argument's sake, that William Branham actually had a sudden spurt of education. And he was able to speak such good English. Does this prophecy serve Jesus Christ or William Branham? Can a message be given to the entire earth spoken through a single forest cathedral? Will God require the two to four million followers worldwide to visit this cathedral to hear the audio recording from a dead prophet? Does not this vision of a forest cathedral conflict with Branham's tent prophecy, which most of the religious following has now abandoned? Is this a good way to further the gospel of Jesus Christ? Or is this simply a way to further Voice of God recordings.